This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app, of course, right around the nation. Paul Sebastiani in the studio doing it with you right up to 3 a.m. across the eastern coast. And, well, it is Cox Plate Day. Uh, it's a huge meeting at Mooney Valley, the amphitheater at Mooney Valley. It's going to be roaring uh, in a couple of hours' time. And uh, joining us on the line, uh, he called a fair few of these in uh, in his time. It's uh, it's Brian Martin. Brian, a pleasure to do it with you, mate. Good on you, Paulo. Yeah, great to uh, catch up with you. It's a bit late, but uh, I'll stay up to you, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I love it. Thanks very much. Well, let's start. Well, I mean, you, you were you called for over over forty five years, and uh, you know you, you've seen many of these many of these Cox plates run and won. It's the, probably the greatest weight for age race, not just in Australia, but but around the world on turf. And I mean, what what were some of your your earliest memories of of this great race, BM? Yeah, well, I, I called 28 of them professionally, and uh, I can go back as a teenager when I was 16, uh, seeing a great horse win the Cox Plate in 66 called Tobin Bronze, and I was there with my older brother, and we're on the flat. The flat was the infield, and uh, that was for the poor people, and we were <laughs> <real> battling. Um, <laughs> and pies over there are only about 20 cents, and you could have a bet, even underage. It was it was what, everything we love about racing back in the golden years. And so we're there on the flat, and I saw this beautiful chestnut horse uh, sweep around the outside called Tobin Bronze, and he won it in 66, and then he won it in 67, and then he'd been sold to America, and he went and raced in America and was a stallion over there. But he was a great horse. So as a teenager, way back then, I was uh, I was infected by this Cox Plate. What's going on? What's what's this all about? And then had the good fortune to um, to start a career in race calling in 1970 and in Adelaide, and then came to Melbourne in '72. And I've I've been here ever since. But um, I, I've called the greats. Um, there's no question of that. You know, in modern time, I called two of Winks uh, in her first two of four. Um, so you think I called his two uh, that amazing race in '92. You'd have been only a pup then, Paul, but um, <laughs> in 92 was the most, um, not so much colourful, but the most incredible race. That was the year that superimposed, swept around the outside. There was a fall and horses and riders went everywhere. Thank heavens they all got through unscathed and down the outside came the superimposed to beat Let's Elope, a couple of champions of their era. So back then and um, even back to uh, you know, Might and Power in 98, that was a, that was a great year. Uh, so modern times through the 80s, through the 90s, through the new century, um, it's a race that just keeps giving. And as you said earlier, uh, being conducted in this amphitheatre, this little coliseum, uh, you get this cacophony of sound that reaches you up in the broadcast box. And also my horse uh, that I owned and <laughs> headed up the city at Fields of Omar, ran in it five times and he won two of them 
and I was at the mic each time he went around. So <laughs> this race is so dear to my heart, I can tell you. Well, actually, just on that, I think it's a perfect segue in, into Fields of Omar. You, I think you would probably have to go down as, as the only caller in history to call his own horse winning the Cox Plate. Not not once, but, yeah, but, but twice. Describe what it was like, sort of the three stages, the build-up, to, to the race both times, what it was like in the caller's box and then what it was like post-race, if you can if you can jig your memory back to back to then. <laughs> uh, it's like yesterday, mate. We had a function last night. The centenary uh, Cox Plate Ball was conducted and, and it was a, a sort of a presentation night and um, I was awarded in 2007 the Kingston Town Greatness Award for my services to the race and, and, and media, which I was delighted in getting. And, and then Fields of Omar won the award in 2013. So they brought all the award winners and uh, going way back and family representatives and um, Hamish McLaughlin presented uh, us to the to the big audience there last night. So it was um, very humbling to go back and, and relive all the moments. But his first one was 2002. And he'd run um, second in the Caulfield Cup to the Great Northerly. He got beaten a half head and then he... He ran in that Cox Plate in 2002 and he ran fifth. It was a good run. And then he came back in 2003 and he won and the rain was tumbling down. 2004, he got uh, he got beaten by Zavabil, got beaten a length and gave Zavabil nine and a half kilos. 2005 was a great one. It was Maccabi Diva and the wall of horses across mm. the track at the 450-metre <laughs> mark. And we got beaten for second by a half head, so we ran third. And then um, it was redemption time. It was We announced his retirement on the Friday before the Cox Plate of 2006. He was nine, and he'd equal the record of Tranquil Star and running in five. But if he could win, he'd be the oldest horse in the history of the race. And lo and behold, the old bucket came from last and got up and beat El Segundo, who then went up the next year. So um, going into the race, uh, I, I just had to sort of divide what I did and where my emotions were because it was important to to remember that you're paid to call the race and it's one of the great races of your lifetime every every year. So I wanted to get it right and I was so conscious of that and at the same time, I'd be, have one eye on the 13 other runners and one eye on two, <laughs> <laughs> if you can believe it. So um, that's sort of how we, we, we got through and got it done. But um, now when you hear the replays, you know, 20, 18 years on and Fu was there last night at the cocktail party and he's 25 years of age and I... I just patted him on the neck and I said, thanks for everything, mate. And he looked at me and just to say, well, you should be very bloody grateful. He's now 25 and he's the oldest um, winner of the, the Cox Plate that's still alive, a living legend. So, uh, yeah, he, he changed our life forever, I can tell you. Yeah, absolutely. What a what a horse he was. I think uh, I think your call's still reverberating around uh, Moody Valley uh, for him after the photo. You've done it. <laughs> one of the one of the best. It was. It was. Uh, just okay on the Cox Plate as a race. We've seen so many champions go by and do. We've seen more recently Winks. Uh, Sir Dragonette has come over here to do it. You know, you, you wind back all the way to the nineties, like you said with superimposed might and power and then back through the 70s and 80s with with kingston town in your opinion i mean whether it's one that you've called or or one that you've you sort of seen just on the periphery what do you think to your eye was was the greatest cox plate you've you've ever seen i think for a drama uh and everything happening so quickly so you had to pick it up like when the horses went down at the 600 in in 92 you had to be very alert and very sharp to sort of see what had happened, 
what it unfolded, and you're at a high pitch of, you know, you know, 600 to go with the Cox Plate, and then bang, down they went. So you went up to another level, and then the race unfolded. It was dramatic in the straight. There was interference. It was a protest. It went to the stewards' room. It had everything. Um, that was that was a dramatic race. Uh, I was there working, but not calling when Kingston Town won his third. And I thought, well, and Bill Collins, you know, that year said Kingston Town can't win, and he was right. <laughs> Uh, I was there, <laughs> and Bone Crusher and our Waverley Star, you know, took off of the 800 in the, the race of the century. And we were a, a video company that promoted that. And that was the title we gave for the race and, and it delivered in spades. So how do you say the greatest win? Uh, I, I think the fact that Winx created history and, and I went there as a spectator when she won her fourth, that's probably the greatest moment uh, I think I've nearly seen on a racetrack. And I've been so lucky professionally over yeah, just on 50 years. Um, to see some magic moments of the, of the turf around the world, not only here at Mooney Valley or at Flemington, but I think that that moment when Winks won, I found myself getting out of my seat at the 600. I didn't back her. I didn't want to moss her, but I, I sort of rose out of my seat as she started her run. And I think that was more the passion and the love mm. that I had for the sport and where the race sat with me as a, as a caller, as an owner. As a, as a race fan, and, and when she moved, I sort of moved too, and like the rest of the crowd, we rose to our feet, and it's got to be something special that makes you do that, and she made me do it, so yeah, I'll give her the nod. Yeah, that's, uh, I, th- I think you've done it justice there, absolutely, definitely. Uh, now, so on the on the Cox Plate now, sort of where it sits, we've got these sort of up-and-coming champions for, for this year, which we'll get onto a little bit, but I mean, as, as a wait-for-age race in 2022, where do you see it? sit you know in in the scheme of things not just in australia but on a, on a global scale because you know we see we see you know the the european journalists and the english journalists sort of pop the race a little bit and then you know we've got this everest that's happening up in new south wales which has been unbelievable from a crowd perspective where do you see the race sit at the moment in in the scheme of in the scheme of things well i'm a great believer in history and history mm-hmm. is a, a ready reckoner and history is is there for all to see uh, this race is 100 years old. It was first run in 1922 and Violoncello won, won the race. And it was billed as the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, the main race on the program, and the underscore was the Cox Plate till about the, the later 50s, early 60s. So it came into its own being sort of then and it, it was revolutionary the way it, it unfolded because it was run in our spring in the third week of October at wait for age conditions, which have been there for over 200 years. It's the same. Admiral Rouse created the uh, wait for age scale 220 years ago. So it's the scale that we go by globally. Mm-hmm. So it's a measuring stick. And it's the right time, it's the right place for the right horses to find out who is the best horse in Australia, who is uh, capable of winning probably anywhere around the world. So there's nothing you change about it. Uh, it's not a pop up. Here's $50 million. Let's all go to, you know, Randwick and, mm. and uh, get into a mosh pit and scream for horses for 70 seconds. Uh, <laughs> not that. It's so far removed from that. It is a beautiful, iconic race uh, run on, 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 on an unusual track where people can roar their heads off. And as they say, it's the best two minutes of sport. So there's nothing you change. It sits there beautifully. The prize money is just continued to grow. It's now worth $5 million. It'll probably go to $6 million next year. Ladbrokes have just signed a contract for 10 years, so its future's insured for the next decade, which is great. The track's going to be remodelled over the next... So the last 
scotch plate that will be run here under the present mm -hmm. sort of uh, diagram of the track will be 2025. From then on, um, the plate won't be run there for a year or two while they rejig the whole place. It'll be a different place. So, but the, the amphitheatre, the race, when you run it, will never change. And that's the beauty of it. So where does it sit? It sits right up there in the top two races. Maybe it's the best race in Australia. Maybe the greatest race, iconically, is the Melbourne Cup. But it was said many times last night by people smarter than me, this is the best race that we have in our country. So nothing changes. Yeah, completely agree with that, BM. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on your side with that. It's, it's run under the right conditions, quirky track, the best yep. horses over over yep. that middle distance. It's turn of foot. It's sustain your run. It's it's the stuff that champions champions are made of. Uh, mm. Speaking of champions, we have well a host of them who are going to line up to take that status uh, on Saturday afternoon at the Valley. It's the Centenary Cox Plate. We've got Animo the favourite. We've got Zaki toiling away on the inside. We've got this uh, French Raider Al Bogadon. Uh, simple question: Who wins and why? I think it's Animo's to lose, uh, as they say in racing parlance. Um, the best horse generally wins this race, uh, given good luck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, good luck can go out of the equation in the first 100 metres, as we know, or on the home turn. But if he gets a clear run, and the way the race should shape and set up, uh, if Alligator Blood, and I know he's been under a cloud even as, as late as today... If he's there, the, the pace will be on. He's drawn the 12 gate. He flies over. Zaki pushes up and holds its spot. If Alligator Blood's not there, Zaki probably leads and dictates. I think Jamie Carr has to do that from barrier one, and she's an excellent uh, judge of speed. Now, where they settle up behind her, or behind Jamie on Zaki or, or behind Alligator Blood, remains to be seen. But I think uh, J-Mac, on the favourite animo, from gate number four, he doesn't spend a dime. He's just got to be in the mm. first six. He's got to be within three lengths maximum of them on the home turn, and he's got a deadly turn of foot. He seemed to wander a little around Caulfield once he balanced up. He was too strong, and he won laughing. And I just think on the turn, because of the bank corners, so many horses, they say, oh, couldn't get around Mooney Valley. But when they reshaped and put the strap there down in 1995, it became a different ball game because it, it got that sort of velodrome effect, and that's where Fields was so happy, too. He, he loved it because he's got thicky feet, uh, he got given the ground, but he'd get his traction, he'd get his mojo going and his rhythm, and he'd build his speed from the 800, and he'd be out on the bank of the track at his strongest part as the last 200. And that's what the good horses can do. So I, I don't see how you beat him, Adam, though, given, given luck and the best rider on the land on him. And uh, Cummings, James Cummings, is in a purple patch. They'll have him right. Mm. Um, there's, there's a very strong sort of sense around the place for, for Moanga. Um, and if the rain comes, I, I know that good judges and Annabelle Nishan as well, they're very, very keen about Moanga's chances. I don't know where to put Dal Bodigon. He's only a pony. Mm. Um, <laughs> his form stacks up and, and Ollie knows the race, Waller knows the race. So I don't know where to put him. I, I find them too hard to process. You know, I, I see them come out and I look at their form, you know, whether it be the Melbourne Cup or the Cox Plate, and there they are winning at a field of seven at, you know, Northampton or something, and they walk, trot and canter. I think, well, that tells me nothing. Then you come here and you see them cantering around on the sand in the quarantine station where we, I know nothing about it. I've learned nothing about it. I'm not going to profess and say this has got the right form to win because I, I don't know enough about them. Uh, and, you know, you, you've got uh, Mr Brightside. He loves the valley. 
coming through the Fian. He went well in the Caulfield Stakes. There's a little bit of foo about Mr. Brightside, his, his pattern and his uh, program. Foo ran fourth in the Caulfield Stakes, which is now the might and power. Foo won a Fian. And uh, Foo was ridden by C. Williams. There's a bit of irony here with Mr. Brightside, if you get in the drift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you've got Zaki, the ever-ready Zaki is right there. Uh, it's a great race. It's a great race, but I think it's animos if everything goes to the screen. Love it. Not to put you on the spot, but can you can you give us the last hundred and fifty? Well, I think uh, four hundred metres to go, and he's coming back to the alligator blood. And Zaki quickly raced up on the outside and hit the front. Alligator blood is gone. Animo joins in. Mr. Brightside, Moonga wider out of the track. Animo's hit the front. Two hundred metres to go. Moonga from the pack is starting to come home late. Animo's stopping. Moonga is lunging. Animo. Animo hangs on to win by a head to Moonga, and Zaki stayed on for third. <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's why you got all those awards, BM, and that's why you're in the callers box for. For nearly 30 years, my friend. Uh, a pleasure doing it with you tonight. And uh, I think uh, I think it's a good way to leave it on that note, mate. <laughs> good idea. Good to talk to you, Paul. Sensational, mate. Uh, BM, Brian Martin, uh, doing it there on the Overnight Crab. We'll be back right after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.